0: Hello and welcome to episode 321, or 321, (laughs) as it's written down, (laughs) uh, of Geek Town Radio. I am back this week with how are you doing i'm okay david how
2: are you uh doing
0: i'm pretty good pretty good so it's been a few weeks since you've been on what have you been
2: up to I got the trailer last week for zoe's yes. uh, christmas zoe's extraordinary christmas i think is what they're they're calling it very good i think it's about two or so minutes and it's basically mo uh singing a christmas song and zoe looking as confused as always but <laughs> in the best possible way because that's obviously how it uh all sort of works funny thing i i watched the trailer um in front of my mum and dad who haven't seen the show and yeah. both of them looked a bit confused and I thought, <laughs> okay, if they are, if they ask a question I'll explain what's going on because yeah. it, it kind of made sense that they would look a bit confused because yes. obviously everyone's breaking out into song and dance and Zoe is kind of like walking around but obviously that's how it works uh, and I'm just sitting there smiling away and they're both looking very confused but uh, <laughs> though, really good trailer uh, somebody pointed out before I'd seen it that it was taken all in one shot and then I realised that that's what happened Oh I had not uh, noticed that but once I saw it yeah, yeah no, I... I only noticed because uh. somebody else said something so again just just really good stuff um yeah I was smiling like all the way through uh, I I smile most of the time when I watch the show anyway and yeah. then something obviously bad happens but uh, no really good I think it's uh is it November December 1st or something like that December um,
0: 1st yeah uh, as we mentioned last week when Grey was on E4 will not have finished running out the second season but the second season does end before Christmas I think the last episode goes out around the 20th so in actual fact you're just going to have to kind of put off I know you've seen the whole of the second season but I'll just put off watching it until it's a little bit closer to Christmas which is fine you know I'll still get to watch it before Christmas so that's okay
2: Mm -hmm. but uh, really enjoyed that that was great Um, I saw uh, the because I noticed Lionsgate started tweeting about the show a bit more obviously they're they're, uh, trying to promote it for Roku and everything and they said the episodes are available but I went and checked and they weren't I'm guessing they aren't at the moment because e4's running them out or something yeah
0: um they are available in america um right. it, they're all the first and second season are available in roku in america i would think once e4s run them out i suspect they will end up on roku in the uk as well at some point in the future but there's obviously licensing things that they'll need to figure out before then
2: yeah so because i want to try and uh convince more people to watch the show and at the moment there isn't really like a good place to no. go and visit season one and you buy it which I which I think is worth the money but other people might not because they don't know maybe much about the show or yeah. you know it's a bit more difficult to sell people on the show instead of usually when you say hey it's on Netflix and most people subscribe to Netflix or something mm-hmm. so uh, it'll be easier to do that once I can say hey it's on Roku it's not only completely free but you don't need to like obviously you know pay for it and, and that sort of thing yeah. My dad's probably going to take about six months to do it but I'll try and convince them to, uh, to watch the show as well they just sometimes they take a little bit of time to get rid of the things that I recommend but uh yeah, really uh looking forward to that as well. Have you been enjoying season two? Oh
0: so yeah, far? yeah, very much so. I mean, it's just such a wonderful series that I'm from start to finish the first season was amazing I'm really enjoying the second season you know although they moved a few things around it's still working really really well and still very very enjoyable so mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to this Christmas episode I hope that goes down really well and I hope that means they're going to do more even if it's more movies rather than more series possibly moving forward but hopefully they'll get them back
2: together to do more yeah uh, what episode is it on, on E4 I think it's about I think it's episode 5 I 5, or, think, six or, five or 6 something like that, yeah, cool. Uh, so other than that, uh, I've been playing a lot of Metroid Dread, which is on the Switch, part of the uh, Metroidvania like type of game, which basically means you need to explore a bit more. I'm really enjoying it, really, really enjoying it. This is my first, not only my first, is it my first Metroidvania? It's my first Metroidvania that I've played properly or, mm-hmm. or like fully tried because so I think I've played things like Dead Cells before that just didn't really kind of work, maybe a few others, but this is my first like proper attempt at a Metroidvania. And it's my first Metroid game as well. I know that there's the, uh, I think the original trilogy, there's supposed to be Metroid 4 Prime in development, but this came out in the meantime. Um, It's an interesting game because it's not something I usually play at all. And the idea to me of going back and forth between levels and finding stuff I don't really like, but I'm really enjoying in, in this game. So maybe this game has kind of changed my perspective on that. It's one of them games where when I know what I'm doing and where I'm going, I'm having a complete blast playing this game <laughs> but I was stuck on one particular part for about like three days um, <laughs> because uh, I knew roughly what I needed to do but I just couldn't quite break my way sort of through it and then I looked up about probably four different YouTube videos to figure out what I needed and was I missing a power-up that I needed to break something turns out that was the case because I was very determined I don't want to give up now I'm really enjoying this and I'm yeah. like you know three four hours in I don't want to just throw the game away because I can't get past it so i knew there was an answer out there somewhere obviously i just wanted to find what it was i had to basically go backwards to a previous like actual area which meant i had to get on this futuristic train system sort of thing which i kind of suspected but didn't know for sure so i didn't want to like go all the way back through the level and then make a mistake Mm so yeah i did that i got this new power up thing then i defeated a big boss which was fun but no i'm really enjoying it so far and it feels when i actually Get past certain parts in the game and I unlock something or I progress, it feels really rewarding. So uh, it's like, you've unlocked this thing. It's like, cool, now I can go on and progress and use this new ability. So uh, I'm really enjoying it, but I am frustrated on like certain parts, but it's okay. So, what's your kind of experience with Metroid games or Metroidvanias um, and, and that sort of thing?
0: I am aware of it because, I mean, the game itself has been around since like 1986. I mean, it, it's, you know, it's got a long, long history. I mean, it predates, it was on the Famicom originally. So, I mean, it sort of predates the sort of snares and the, you know, all that sort of stuff. So I'm aware of the game. I may have played it at some point, but I don't really remember <laughs> but I may have played one iteration of it but I don't play Nintendo stuff all that much so it's just not one that have really kind of it's it passed me by a little bit this but I am aware of the name and I'm aware of it sort of being around and you know there have been so many different variations of it it went through a bit of a sort of resurgence in the sort of early 2000s and then kind of disappeared for a bit and then it's kind of had a few more releases and then it's back now with Metroid Dread and then they've got Metro Prime coming out at some point or Metro. Prime 4 coming out at some point haven't they so so it's not one that I've played all that much if at all (laughs) but um, yeah I know it's hugely popular I know it's a big franchise
2: I was just very impressed with it when they showed it off at the direct I was like this actually looks quite good and I'm new to this so I'll kind of just jump on here Mm -hmm. and the story like you can jump on it's quite a simple kind of story you basically just crash land on this planet and your objective is to get to your ship so it's not really like a story heavy at the moment anyway it's not really like a story heavy sort of situation so there's no sort of canon or story that I feel like I'm missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a new show on Apple TV Plus called Invasion. Uh, the fifth episode went out on Friday. I watched it yesterday. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. I've seen some criticism about it in terms of there's too many characters and plot lines. Right. And that the show is kind of too slow. I can see why people are saying that, but I'm not. There's a difference between a slow burn, because Game of Thrones used to do a slow burn, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Or sort of a, a slow pace. Yeah. And I think this is just doing kind of a slow burn. There's been little teasers of these aliens and so it follows five different characters in completely different areas some of them are in different countries i think one of them is in like japan or somewhere one of them's in the u.s one of them's on this like farm area that this sort of sheriff one's in the UK one's in the US one of the characters is uh, deployed for the army so you see them out in the desert and that sort of thing Mm -hmm. and it tells their story of each how they come across this alien threat and how they deal with it so it does switch between I think it's five different groups of characters but I like the way they do it though Um, it's very difficult to actually balance something like that of course some shows do it very badly some shows do it quite well The, the one thing that's kind of made it a bit better I think is unlike with certain other shows where you think okay, you're showing these different groups of characters and they're not meeting up. There's no reason at all for these characters to meet up. So in terms of me thinking, let's say, okay, these two characters will meet up and then they'll have more joined scenes because I know that's not going to happen anyway because these people don't even know who each other are. It's supposed to be just this person in this country, this person in this country because I know that they're very, very unlikely to ever meet up until maybe right at the end or something. I'm not as bothered about that aspect. Mm-hmm. It's more of a case of just flipping between. It is it is still quite a few characters it's still five Hmm. but um it cuts the scenes off at reasonable kind of moments where you're not like got too much of a cliffhanger. Doing a good job of doing something I think is is quite difficult which is balancing these five different characters. The other aspect I kind of disagree with a little bit which is that we haven't seen enough of the alien and it took quite a few episodes for them yeah. to actually say the word alien. There's glimpses of the alien in episode one and episode four. That's not really like a spoiler you don't see too much but the show's not trying to hide the aliens away completely. They're just trying to keep keep them as a bit of a mystery yeah and there is actually quite a big scene i think in like episode three where there's this like big ship sort of thing that's that's shown off so they are showing more and more of them and you kind of know they're always in the background they could show up so i i like the way they're doing the story so far it's quite surprising me and i'm invested in all five of the uh different characters there's not one particular one where i think hey get off of that one and go back to this character (laughs) i'm sort of invested in all of them but there's a lot of variety as well because all these people are very different got like a bunch of school kids that you follow they have a teacher with them they're on this like school trip like i said there's the army guy there's the sheriff there's the person that's at like a space station sort of thing right uh then there's like um more like a domestic house situation like a uh, i think it's two kids a dad and a mum. they're just at home living their normal lives i think that's all of the characters but yeah i like it so far it's about five episodes in have you seen any of this or heard of any of it at all?
0: I've heard of it. I saw that it was coming out. I haven't got around to starting it yet. It is one that I do want to go and watch. It's interesting the people behind it because it was created by David Wheel, who is the creator of Hunters, which was the Nazi hunting Amazon series that was released what last, yeah, yeah, last I year, that. I think it was. He did that. The other guy involved in it is Simon Kimberg. and Simon Kimberg's CV is mixed, I think it's fair to say. He's done things like Jumper, which he was writer and producer on. Uh He did the Guy Ritchie Sherlock Holmes movie. He's been involved in X-Men First Class, and he was the writer on X-Men Days of Future Past he did X-Men Apocalypse and uh, Dark Phoenix which he wrote and directed which is is arguably one of the worst of the uh, X-Men movies and that Fantastic Four movie which got completely slated I didn't think it was quite that bad it just changed the, the one that of... was like
2: an individual film
0: yeah the the one that yeah, yeah. sort of cast them all the, as the kind younger of, cast yeah younger yeah. cast I can see why people took against it I think taking it on its own it actually wasn't that bad but um, I, I, never, I never
2: saw that one yeah so.
0: So, you know, he, he's been a little bit mixed, some of his uh, history, but they're experienced people and they've dealt with a lot of this sort of stuff before. So it does look like it's going to be quite an interesting series. What is interesting is what you said about the fact that, oh, it, you know, people are complaining it's a bit slow because that's sort of the impression I got from it from the trailers and stuff would be maybe it's it's going to be a bit slower paced and it's going to be that sort mm. of sci-fi but
2: there's, not there's a well, lot kind of going thing. on so yeah. there's a lot for them to kind of get through as mm. well I feel like what's going to happen with this is I'm going to get really really into it the more episode I mean I'm already really into it but I'm going to really enjoy it everyone else is going to kind of really not like it and then it'll get cancelled or something <laughs> I don't know and then I'll be really disappointed so yes. I'll, I'll make the most of it while it's still around yeah but we'll see I'm not quite sure how Apple sort of works in terms of how they judge and stuff. Numbers versus what it costs, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It, it does seem like pe- a lot of people are actually watching it, but some people just don't really like it quite so much. Yeah. So I don't know. Um. The other thing, Dickinson season three came back. Uh, launched the three episodes. Apple started doing that more now, haven't they? Yeah. Launching a series and then you'll be like, oh, there's there's a new episode. No, there's three new episodes <laughs> yeah, to watch. Yeah. Which they did with uh, Invasion. I think they started off with three when that came out, and obviously that was three hours of content. It's back with uh, Haley Steinfeld as. as Emily Dickinson the poet the one slightly disappointing is there's a very minor sort of not even really complaint more of an observation they started off the season with this like mini war set piece and it lasted for two minutes and I was like oh this is kind of different and I didn't really expect this and then they sort of went right past it but then they do keep referencing during the show that there's like a war still going on in the country they're focusing a bit more this season on like the family dynamic there's a particularly bad dynamic that's going on with the the dad and and uh, the son, there's a child involved and mayhem kind of broke loose in some of the episodes. There's some like relationshipy kind of stuff going on, but it's handled in much more of a mature way in that there feels like there's a bit more weight and, and some more stakes to these some of these relationships because basically if certain people in the show found out about certain relationships, given the time period and how things like that are treated in that day and age, it might not go so well. One of which involves a relationship that Emily has with another character which I was quite invested in as well yeah overall they're kind of short episodes which is not a bad thing they're about half an hour each the first three episodes which follows on from what they were doing the previous two seasons but I'm looking forward to seeing uh, this is the final season the third and final season mm-hmm. so I'm looking forward to seeing how it all kind of uh, wraps up uh, but haley has got a uh, a big month because she's got Hawkeye at the end of the month and uh, Dickinson at the beginning of the month yeah. uh, I didn't actually look up but I wonder if her, ber- if her birthday's in november that would really like make it a complete month but no it's, it's, it's good so far i don't think you've seen
0: any of this show i've seen a few episodes here and there because i've interviewed some people involved with it but I, that sort of makes it slightly difficult because i had to watch a couple of episodes of the second season before i had finished the first so i've seen bits from sort of all over the place which just makes me a little difficult for me to now kind of go back and like go okay i need to pick it up from here and and kind of move forward but then i've seen like that episode in season two and that and so i may go back and watch it at some point but I have yeah i enjoyed what i saw it was fun it was a fun series mm-hmm. but uh
2: just tricky because i was sort of all over the place with it yeah her birthday's in december so it's a month off from <laughs> uh, what i was thinking uh, 11th of december so there you go <laughs> that'd be good and then just a bit of news i wanted to include actually i saw this tweetage from neil Druckmann yesterday it says alas my time in canada which a lot of fi- a lot of things film in canada don't they mm-hmm. alas my time in canada has come to an end to the best tv crew in the world thank you for your incredible work your passion and for making me feel so welcome. I will miss you terribly. Excited to return to Naughty Dog, which is where they make the, the Last of Us games. And he says, and some warmer weather as <laughs> yeah. well. And then he's got like one of those Tapper filming things yeah. yeah that he's got in front of them so it seems they're probably wrapped filming it, season one then well, which is uh, it, it which
0: sounds exciting. like the way i'm reading it from the other reports i've seen around it it sounds like he's wrapped his work on season one so they may right. still have some episodes and bits and pieces
2: to shoot but yeah, he, maybe some reshooting or something he, yeah, yeah
0: um or i mean he's he was directing some of the episodes so it sounds like he's done with all the directing that he was doing on that and maybe he's just Got to go back to Naughty Dog and actually do his day job back over there, but so yeah they may still be working on it but it certainly sounds like it's getting through them anyway Just
2: yeah kidding. I've seen a lot of like behind the scenes kind of photos and stuff and <laughs> Bella Ramsey and Pedro have both posted like lots of different things about filming who obviously playing Joel and Ellie so I'm, I'm very excited hopefully we get a trailer before the end of the year or something that'd be um, nice who knows they might even do some sort of trailer at, like it, it'd be a little bit strange but they could do it maybe a trailer at, like the Game Awards which is in December that's, yeah. that's maybe a possibility because you know it ties into the gaming world yeah. Yeah, that would
0: be a logical place to do it, actually.
2: So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's what I've been up to, David. How about you?
0: Gaming-wise, I finished Guardians of the Galaxy, which you have been playing some of this, hadn't you,
2: I think? Yeah, I played about three, four hours, maybe. Maybe, maybe two okay. to three. And it just didn't quite click with me, unfortunately. I thought there were some good ideas maybe behind it, but I just didn't quite end up getting invested. And that's uh, one of the, one a the Yeah, it, it is a bit of a shame because I thought like, yeah, okay, it is from, you know, Square Enix who were responsible for the Avengers and stuff, but it was from Idios this time, the different different developer, because Idios did this uh, Guardians game, and then Crystal did the Avengers game, so I was right. like, you know what, I'm not going to like let the Avengers thing kind of get in my way, and I'll go in with like a fresh open mind. Uh, it's a different type of game as well, it's it's just a uh, single player game. Mm-hmm. I found certain gameplay elements to be slightly awkward, I found that, the te- you know, the way you control the team to be sort of slightly awkward because you uh, eventually, as different members of the team come into the game can kind of select them to do different things and yeah. I found that to be a little bit awkward but no overall it, I don't think it's a bad game I'm very much just eh, it was it was middle for me I just didn't quite click enough for it to, you know, to play another 10 hours or however, however long it would have taken
0: I played through the whole thing it took me basically 24 hours to complete it not in one sitting I point out but uh, <laughs> it took 24 hours to complete it uh, I, I've not gone and done like absolutely everything there are, are certain achievements which I don't have. But to get through the whole story mode once, it took 24 hours for me. So it's not necessarily the longest of games. Gameplay-wise, you don't control directly the whole team. You're basically playing Star-Lord. And then, as you were saying, you give commands to the other team members kind of in a similar way with the Mass Effect games. You can kind of point them Uh to say, go and do something specific to that person over there. You know, go and target that person person throw a bomb at it or whatever and the control is somewhat similar to that so i was actually okay with how they handled that i think that actually works better than you taking direct control of each individual character having star lord as the leader and then letting him direct the action i was playing on the normal difficulty it was a decent challenge in places i thought with some of the fight sequences it's a nice story throughout i mean i I just really enjoyed those characters and that story. They introduced Adam Warlock at one point, which, I mean, he's been in trailers and stuff, so I don't think that's a huge spoiler, but they introduce Adam Warlock in there and there is a nice sort of overarching story, which I'm not going to go into because that would spoil things. So it is essentially about the team initially going off, doing a job, job goes horribly wrong, they get caught and they have to pay a fine and then, then things sort of spiral from, there as it uncovers this larger thing going on this larger sort of conspiracy which is going to kind of take over the galaxy the characterizations of the various team members are based more directly on the comic book they're not based on the film versions so they sort of end up being a kind of mishmash of the two because obviously the film versions are based on the comic book as well they're familiar but they're also slightly different the voices are very similar and people like Drax is still very rocket still sort of got that same sort of accent and he's very sarcastic so the iterations are, are ones that you would recognize but visually they look a little bit different as well yeah um i actually really like that version i thought the banter backwards and forwards because if they're all standing in the same room they chat to each other and do you end up getting bits of these like silly conversations where they're talking about what somebody's done or you know so i really like the way it's put together the gameplay reminds me of the Uncharted series quite a lot, including the mildly annoying what we call quick time cut sequences where you've got to hit the button at a particular point. You know, it's a, it's a pre-rendered thing where he's, I don't know, sliding off something and you've got to hit the button at a particular point to make sure the grabs onto a ledge and doesn't fall to his death. They've still got some of those in there, which I've never been a fan of, but it's fine. There's only a few of them. It's not that bad. And if you do happen to miss and fall off, it starts you the start of that, pre-rendered sequence again, which is like usually only about sort of twenty seconds beforehand, and then you've just got to try and hit the button again. So that side of things isn't isn't too bad. Uh it's certainly if you like the gameplay of those uncharted games, this will feel very familiar to you, I think. And there's a nice little upgrade path of sort of various weapons and stuff that you can get. And it's that sort of middle ground between being, you know, it's not a full-blown RPG. It is very much a kind of guided story in the same way that uncharted is you know structurally it's very much like that but mm-hmm. it's a very nicely put together and well-written story and i really enjoyed it i thought it was really good fun as i say the only thing is, is it is a little bit shorter than maybe i'd like for a full-priced game because it came in at 24 hours so
2: right i just ultimately didn't quite uh click with it which is a. Uh bit of a shame but I don't like hate it or anything yeah (laughs) had
0: you played through some of the uncharted games yeah yeah, I've played all the uncharted games did you get that similar sort of vibe from it as well uncharted was a bit more free-flowing maybe
2: yes possibly I mean they're both they're both linear games like neither of them are open world but the movement in guardians felt slightly more stiff I suppose yeah not to like a really bad point but uh, I I can kind of see some of the comparison that you're making
1: so yeah
0: so in terms of tv shows though star girl I finished. That came to its end. Really enjoyed that series. I think it's one of the strongest out of that sort of Belanti camp of TV shows. We've talked at mm-hmm. long lengths about problems with the Arrowverse, and this sort of sits very much outside it. I'm very interested to see where they go with the next season because we know that Joe McHale, who played a guest starring role in season one, he was technically a recurring role in season two, but he plays the original Starman, and uh, he is apparently in season three as well. That's kind of interesting. He's he, if you've seen the previous seasons you know how that sort of works. He's going to be around a lot more in season three because he's a series regular apparently. That's kind of interesting. The next season seems to be dealing with sort of, I think it's called Frenemies, the third season because they have a theme for each one. So this one was called Summer School. First season was just sort of Stargirl. The second season was Summer School and this third season apparently is called Frenemies. So it's about sort of them dealing with the enemies who are trying to sort of live in the same town and stuff and they've introduced a new villain who get to see at the end of the season as well so yeah i really really like that series have, have you been keeping up with that
2: i'm about two episodes behind but i will uh finish the season mm. so but it's been pretty good i think it yeah it's definitely one of the better of the cw superhero shows uh, i think superman pretty much stands above uh, all of the others given what that's kind of doing <laughs> and then the others are just kind of pick and choose i suppose uh, but no it's, it's it's good um i maybe haven't enjoyed the second season as quite as much as the first but maybe like just slightly less <laughs> yeah um but it's still it's still pretty good it's not been a, a drop of interesting it's just been a, a time thing but i will watch i think it's the last two episodes that i've got i'll watch those at some point
0: yeah now i've been really enjoying that and i am looking forward to that coming back from another for another season the other thing that i started watching was the second season of departure which is this series that is set around the Fictional Transport Safety Investigation Bureau. Stars Archie Punjabi, who is the lead investigator, and this first season is actually based in the UK and is based around a plane that goes down. The second season seems to be dealing with a train crash, which is in the USA. And it's this sort of high-tech, high-speed train which crashes and they are trying to figure out whether it was purely an accident or whether there was something more nefarious going on. It's a really interesting drama, though. It has been renewed for a third season as well. It's got Eric McCormack, who you'll know from things like, well, Will and Grace most notably, but he was in Travellers and Perception as well. Uh, He's joining, apparently, for the third season. Really enjoying that. It's, It's airing on Sky Witness. I think the first season went out recently on Alibi, having originally gone out on Universal, TV. It's one of these weird things that uh, seems to be a co-production between a few different people. It's made by an outside company, but then bought by Universal TV. It's run by Global in Canada, I think with the people who originally commissioned it, but then it ended up airing on Peacock as well, and now is airing on Sky Witness. So it's sort of been all over the place. It's very much enjoying that. It's a good, solid suspense thriller but the second season is airing now on Sky Witness if you want to go and watch that also started The Outlaws which is the new Stephen Merchant comedy which is about seven different strangers who are completing community payback sentences in Bristol which basically is go to this dilapidated old building and clear it out because they want to turn it into a community centre and they're working off their community payback hours by doing that and uh, it's really fun mix of characters it's Stephen Merchant who is there as a as a sort of lawyer although a very unsuccessful lawyer randomly you've got Christopher Walken in there who is an American who is sort of living with his daughter and grandchild you've got like an activist a businessman there's a sort of socialite influencer in there so there's this weird mix of this group of strangers if you've seen the trailers and stuff you know that there is a more of a sort of thriller aspect to this it ends up with them finding this bag of money and it becomes sort of about what's going to happen with that moving forward as well the six episodes in the series I think they're all up on iPlayer I've only seen the first two at the moment though really really fun and interesting well written entertaining little drama uh, or sort of comic crime thriller thing Mm. Uh, but but uh, mm. yeah, well worth going to look at.
2: I've not seen Stephen Merchant in something for a long time. And uh, I, I did see a little trailer for this the other day. I just kind of forgot that it was coming out. Mm-hmm. So, because I just don't really go on iPlayer for many things. So I'll have to remember to uh, to do that. Because yeah, you got keys on, uh, what's it called again? Afterlife? Yes. The Netflix show. Yes, his show. massive Netflix show, yes. Stephen's doing this. I don't know what Carl's doing at the moment. Uh, he's gone, because he did like Idiot Abroad and of some it. other things. I suppose Sick of It is his, his new thing, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Sick of It. So- That's his
0: main thing, yeah.
2: even been a while since that's on the air, so... So,
0: Yeah, they did one in January 2020, but obviously, you know,
2: things haven't really been shooting as much. So
0: it has... (laughs) I don't think they're planning on doing any more of that, so I don't know what he's doing next, but... Yeah,
2: I used to really love seeing them all all together, and now they don't really kind of do much together anymore. But yeah, I'll have to follow Stephen on this thing now. So are they like a 30-minute comedy sort of thing, or are they a bit longer? They're
0: longer than that. They're either 45 minutes or hours... Uh- okay. Okay. But, so they are they are longest yeah very very enjoyable you know it is a sort of this is comedy crime caper thing which is very fun it's got a superb cast in it i mean as i say Stephen merchant uh christopher walken in there darren boyd is in there as well he's a wonderful actor alan Tompkinson, who's great dolly wells who's great ian mckinney is in there as well so there's there's some wonderful characters in there and wonderful actors in there
2: but i've also like i'm not caught up on doctor who either because i again i just don't really click on iPlayer so i guess I need to click on iPlayer a, b- yes, a bit more. Yeah, she should. Uh... This
0: season of Doctor Who, I'm really enjoying the format and I do wonder whether they're going to keep that format. It would be interesting moving forward if they actually kept to the six episode format and maybe had those continuous arcs. So it was sort of two continuous arcs of six episodes, maybe split into two through across hmm. the year. Might be an interesting way of doing it, but I, I don't know. I don't know what they're planning on doing. Um, yeah. yeah, there's going to be some changes at Doctor Who when... Uh, Russell T. Davis comes back because it sounds like Bad Wolf who are the production team that are coming in to join him who were the original production team on Doctor Who before they went out and formed Bad Wolf hence the name as a separate production company they are coming back along with Russell T. Davis and they are going to get more creative control over the direction of the show as well so I think that's going to be kind of interesting to see where they go with it when he comes back as well so they're setting up a few things and they've gone big again with this they're playing around with things to do with time and timelines and that sort of stuff with the uh, series now I'm not going to go into it because it gets too complicated to explain but as Chris Chibnall did with the last season which upset some people because he suddenly sort of went oh by the way this isn't the like 13th regeneration of the Doctor there were like loads before this as well and she's just forgotten about it which was the sort of big kind of reveal the last season it seems like he might be heading down to do something quite major again this season so um yeah it's it's setting up to be quite an interesting show and the sort of cliffhanger at the end of the episode format which is what doctor always traditionally ran as i really like how they've set that up so that's been really Hmm. good the only other two things that I just wanted to quickly mention, uh, Apple TV stuff again, just amazing stuff on Apple TV. Foundation, which I'm really enjoying. That's been a superb series. The Morning Show has been absolutely spectacular. The last two episodes in particular, just phenomenal pieces of TV. Up there with some of the best episodes of Breaking Bad for me. I mean, really, really good bits of TV. Just in case people haven't watched it, I don't want to go into exactly what happens in those two episodes. Okay,
2: episodes behind as well so
0: yeah okay so i'm not going to go into them but i i think they're just some superb work some amazing acting from various members of the cast in that it just i think these last two episodes there is a really particularly heartbreaking hilarious scene in a car between jennifer Aniston and the guy that plays chip the sort of producer and there's a scene in the latest episode between those two and it's equal parts gut-wrenching and hilariously funny and really really works really well there's just some great work going on on that show very very well put together and uh, I hope it gets nominated for awards again this year because it completely deserves it it's just
2: really Mm. really good I'm eager to catch up I I definitely am I've also still got five episodes of Good Girls left because I just can't seem to finish that season (laughs) (laughs) because it's got 16 episodes so Mm lots of good stuff to watch anyway
0: yes Sorry. certainly uh, lots of good things particularly on apple tv uh, apple tv app as well of course is coming to um, Sky skyq at some point relatively soon we don't know exactly when yet hopefully that will give more of the apple stuff a bit wider audience it is going to be an additional pay service in the same way that netflix is but it's like five quid so it's not like a huge amount for it and there are some phenomenal tv shows you can binge your way through on there and then turn it off after a month you know just great well well worth watching
2: They're really have built quite a library haven't they yeah it's they they, rather
0: than go wide they went very focused on creating a small selection of really really high quality stuff and pretty much every show they've made has been up there with the best of your sort of high-end hbo dramas and just done a phenomenal job with it so
2: please renew invasion
0: as well (laughs) yes (laughs) yes for that all right so that's all the stuff we've been doing this week let's move on to some tv and film news
1: Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
0: So we kick off the TV and film news with the renewals cancellations and pickups. Uh, no real cancellations, although there is an announcement that uh, the previously announced third season of Hannah will be the final season this was a creative decision by the guy that created the show he basically said i come from a theater background and theater things always have three acts so that was kind of always my original idea it should round off properly at the end of it but the third season comes out on the 24th of november and uh, i really enjoyed the first two seasons of that so i'm interested to see where they end that drama yes good show definitely worth watching um renewals we've got uh, Code 404 has been renewed for a third season I've watched I think the first episode of that and then just got lost in the melees of like everything else that was out <laughs> at the time and I never got back to watching the rest of it That's the uh, Stephen Graham, Danny Mace comedy, but that has been renewed for a third season, so that will be coming back. America Workers is renewed for season four, so that will be coming back, which I'm very, very happy about because I love that show. Fantasy Island, which has no UK broadcaster at the moment, but that was a show based on, I think, an old movie or TV show, but that's uh, been renewed for season two by Fox, apparently. Wu-Tang, an American saga, has been renewed for a third and final season on Hulu. I'm not sure. I think that airs on Disney, possibly over here. And Heels, the Stephen Amell wrestling drama, has been renewed for a second season by Stars as well. So that will be coming back, which is really good news. I need to get back to watching the rest of that. I never started it. It's worth watching. It's good. In terms of pickups and other news... (laughs) We'll start off with the 100 again. (laughs) Uh, So up until pretty much the 4th of November, it was set to air on the 5th of November and then suddenly vanished. Somebody said they were actually looking at the guide and it disappeared while they were looking at the guide. That's really weird. It was pulled by 4Music. They're still claiming issues with the B media stuff who knows whether that's true or not at this point it then showed up again on the 15th of November and then disappeared again we're currently back to having no date for it they still seem to be implying it's going to come up at some point but keep an eye on the website we'll update the listing you can add it on via the never miss and you'll get a notification when we do have a set date but at the moment it's just still moving around an awful lot so we don't have a date for it right now We're waiting for for music to confirm again if it's going to land somewhere. So uh, just keep an eye out on the website. In other 100 news, the prequel that is a backdoor piloted in this final season and seemed to go down really, really well. It's been in development for two years and the CW have just announced that they're canning it and it's not moving forward. So two years down the drain, but you know, it's uh, their decision. That's what they've decided. They're not going to make any more of it for Mm. whatever reason. Yeah,
2: They seem to be dumping quite a few, uh, Spin-offs because there was a bunch of Arrowverse ones that were <sighs> going to happen. Obviously, this isn't Arrowverse, but um, yeah, CW is an interesting network. Don't know. I just uh, you know obviously for us it's just a case of seeing the uh, final season.
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting with the CW because they rarely actually cancel something once they've actually commissioned it. I mean, they've cancelled one or two things, but it's very rare that they actually cancel something after one season. But there is a lot more things that they sort of seem to be edging towards bringing to an end or. They're They're just not picking up moving forward, so I don't know what's going on over there. But yeah, they seem to be moving things around a little bit. Uh, I think the introduction of HBO Max, which has moved some of the DC stuff across as well, and they're sort of—I think—they're trying to move a lot of the DC stuff purely onto HBO Max. So yeah, um, yeah that seems to be the case anyway. Back over here Clarice which is the Silence of the Lambs spin-off series that's been picked up by Alibi in the UK to air at some point in December 2021. We don't know exactly when yet. Technically that isn't cancelled. I know there's a lot of people saying, "Oh, it's you know cancelled one season show." Technically it isn't. Although I would be quite surprised if it did come back. What appears to have happened was it went out on CBS, didn't do particularly well. It was the lowest rated show on CBS. But it did really well when they put it out on Paramount Plus as a sort of catch up thing and people were binging through it and really liked it. So it got good numbers on there. So CBS or Viacom CBS basically said, well, why don't we just move it onto Paramount Plus? And I think it's MGM that make it had issues with the financial side of that and it would have meant cutting the number of episodes and stuff so there was a bit of an argument backwards and forwards between Viacom CBS or CBS Viacom and MGM and it basically stalled so it's in this sort of weird renewal limbo at the moment where technically it hasn't been cancelled but it also doesn't look like they're probably going to get to move it forward anywhere either but the one season of it that has already been produced will go out on Alibi at some point in December in the UK if you want to go and watch that sky comedy have announced that they've picked up and just like that which is the sex and the city continuation series that's coming to sky comedy and now tv in december
2: so what it's actually called
0: yes it's that's called and just like that well it's to do with <laughs> the it was a phrase that carrie used to say i think on the show that's oh, why. Right, okay see i've never seen any of it so I yeah, know that. They, there you go it, that's why yeah so uh, <laughs> so yes and uh, moving over onto disney plus there is a bunch of stuff coming on disney plus day on Friday so there's a whole load of things coming out on Friday. In terms of just straight premieres, Home Sweet Home Alone, which is basically a new version of Home Alone, Olaf Presents which is Olaf from Frozen doing other Disney movies, just sort of reenacting them. It's very weird but looks very funny. Jungle Cruise is out on Disney Plus as well on that day World According to Jeff Goldblum Season 2 is out on that day. They've also got some Disney Day Plus specials which is from Marvel's studios, so that may have some interesting stuff in it. Under the Helmet, The Legacy of Boba Fett, there's a documentary thing coming out for that. Uh, There's Mm. a a Simpsons short as well. There's a whole bunch of other things coming out, but uh, the big thing is um, Shang-Chi and Legends of the Ten Ring is also coming out on streaming as well onto Disney Plus, so that will be available for people as well. And uh, Dope Sick, which is the big Hulu drama, the first couple of episodes of that are landing on the Mm-hmm. um on the 12th as well
2: yeah, i'm guessing that's because it the launch on 12th then yes
0: yeah maybe that's yeah, yeah we maybe got it later, later in, what, in march yeah, yeah. That, that's possibly why yeah maybe it's an anniversary thing but yeah i mean for whatever for whatever reason it's november 12th disney plus day there's a load of offers and other things like there's some funko pop stuff being offered around and from uh, funko.com and to celebrate disney plus and there's some discounts and other bits and pieces. but if you go and check out all their social media stuff on friday there'll be loads of stuff going up of various different things as well so go and keep an eye out on friday on uh i mean they're disney plus basically spelt plus not the symbol go and check that out across all their social media you should find some interesting stuff around there on friday Moving on to a couple of other bigger news stories. The boys dropped the first look of one of the new characters coming in season three, Laurie Holden, who uh, people will know from The Walking Dead. is playing Crimson Countess in the new season. They li- released a shot of her in her superhero outfit, which is, as you might expect, very crimson. So <laughs> basically red from head to toe, joining the upcoming season with a, a bunch of other new faces. Nick Weschler, who was in Revenge... Is playing a character called Blue Hawk, Miles Gaston Venuva, I think his name is, uh, who was in Law and Order: True Crime, The Menendez Murders. Sean Patrick Flannery from Dexter is playing Supersonic and Gunpowder. Additionally, you've got Kirsten Booth from Orphan Black and Jack Doolan from Mark Seller, who are playing the siblings Tessa and Tommy, aka the TNT twins. And of course, you've got Jensen Ackles, who is joining as the superhero. Soldier boy, although superhero in quotes, in when it comes to the boys usually, and then Laurie Holden playing Crimson Countess in it as well she looks good in this it'd be nice to see like Laurie back on I've not really seen her in anything since The Walking Dead so
2: <laughs> no me neither that was a long time ago as well when she left the show I hadn't actually seen her in this outfit until now I just clicked on the link that you put in the the notes um yeah it looks looks pretty normal and, and stuff I don't uh, like I've not read the books and that so I'm not like completely familiar with the character but yeah it'd be good to see it just see her back in another show she's probably been in some like smaller things that we maybe. You well, she she was in uh,
0: yeah. I mean, she was in The Walking Dead. She was in The Americans actually. She popped up in The Americans for twelve episodes, so she had a run on that. She had a thing called Prove Innocent as well, which I think lasted one season. She was in that. Not been a huge amount in terms of she's done a few movies in between as well. But yeah, this is probably the outside of The Americans. This is probably the highest profile thing she's done since The Walking Dead. I would say. I still remember one by very early Comic Cons. They did a Walking Dead panel, which is, she was on, and she was. Was not happy about having about the way that she was handled on the Walking dead the way they got rid
2: of her character at all no yeah it was very last minute as well from what i uh yes. understand as well and she i think she'd brought like a house somewhere or uh, yes so, so something like that yeah those were the uh, Glenn Mazera days because that was season three yeah because so. she was supposed to have a bit more similar to the arc that Andrea has in the book which would have gone very differently yeah Um. but hey at least she's on this now yeah
0: that's yeah. good that is good it's nice to see her back and it's a fun show to be part of as well so you know there's there's some great casting there so and they have got that spin-off thing coming as well which is set at a university for superheroes as well which is from the team behind Agent Carter I think that's going to be really interesting as well. Moving on to uh, other things, they uh, had a Stranger Things day, which was November the sixth, nineteen eighty-three, which was the day where Will buyers disappeared and the world got turned upside down. So to celebrate that or commemorate it, they dropped out a bunch of different things. One of which was a trailer for the series. They also announced that it's coming summer twenty twenty-two. So there's still a bit of a wait. But the uh, teaser trailer features Eleven, who is now at school in California, and. She she's penning a letter to Mike and sort of saying how great it is and you know how how she's getting on with life and you know how it's all wonderful apart from the fact that you know the visuals are showing that it's all cliques and bullies and she really doesn't have that many friends and she's saying I'm looking forward to spring break because I get to see you kind of thing you know we're gonna have the best spring break ever and then it cuts to like things exploding death (laughs) destruction all that sort of stuff it's really great (laughs) really great little kind of teaser trailer for it that's awesome they also that's the titles of the episodes for the show as well so the next season episode titles there's one called The Hellfire Club which is the first episode Vecna's Curse is the second one Vecna is apparently a D&D villain it's a lich king kind of thing um, or lich queen sort of thing the monster and the superhero Dear Billy which is interesting because he's as far as we're aware definitely not very alive so whether that's somebody writing something in a diary to him or something I don't know the Nina project the dive massacre at hawkins lab which could be some sort of flashback episode maybe papa and the piggyback so those are the episode titles so make of that what you will but um,
2: Mm. did you watch the trailer have you seen I I didn't quite catch this trailer I did see the one before this one kind of creeped up on me a bit I I kept thinking this weekend there was a trailer that I'd missed it was probably this one so I'm very much looking forward to the uh, fourth season next year there's some people that have moaned about oh how come this has taken so long but these shows take time to make the art and the craft because you have to be very careful with uh, you know especially when you make a sci-fi show like this You've got to make sure you're doing it all right. So. And they've,
0: they had to deal with a pandemic in the middle of it. So, that you, know, well. yeah. you know, yeah. I, I think it's fair that it's taken this Like, I mean, last season came out in 2019, 2020. Yeah. So it, it's a little later than maybe it will be because it should have come out this year. But, you know, so it's a year later than maybe it should be. But they got basically delayed because of the pandemic. So what are you going to do?
2: You know? Yeah. But but, I'm looking forward um, to it still how, how many seasons do you think it'll have left I don't know uh,
0: it's, maybe it's one still more. a big hit
2: for Netflix isn't it it it's is still a massive thing
0: I think it's one of those things that they will end it when they creatively think that it should end and mm. I rather suspect that this could be the last season it may go on for one more it, maybe they wrap it with a movie or something I don't know but I don't think it's one of these that's going to go on for like 20 seasons or anything I think it's it's far more likely <laughs> that it will do maybe a fifth season and they might make it to a sixth but it would not surprise me if it ended on this fourth one as well but we'll see mm-hmm.
2: because I know you've even got the factor that the kids aren't quite kids anymore no, but no, you really can still that. tell stories with them it's yeah, not like they're yeah, getting no. too old no. you can just tell more sort of young adult stories with them because they, they're, they're about like 17, 18 or something aren't they so.
0: yeah, yeah and you know as they grow up there are younger characters they're introducing as well so you know there are things you can do with it certainly but yeah Uh, Yeah. And they've got a world to play in. So we'll see where it ends at the end of the full season. But certainly, I'm very, very much looking forward to this coming. It should be awesome. So that's all the news we've got for this week. Just got some highlights for next week on TV. Highlights for next week. We have Grey's Anatomy returning, which uh, of course joins Station 19. So that is returning on the 10th of November. That's at 9pm. And then it's followed by Station 19 again at 10pm. Sort of, which is a new coming of age comedy, coming to sky comedy on the 11th of November. That's at 9pm. Then we've got The Shrink Next Door, which is a new limited series starring Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd, based on the number one podcast of 2019. That's coming to Apple TV Plus on the 12th of November. So that's another really good looking Apple series. Dope Sick, as I mentioned earlier, which is based on the best-selling book about the Americans' trouble with opioid addiction. That looks really good and interesting. That's coming to Star on Disney Plus on the 12th of November. Doom Patrol lands on Star's Play on the 14th of November. Uh, that's for season three. I love
2: that show. I'm very much looking
0: forward to that being back.
2: I've been recommended to pick that up since I've dropped Batwoman and uh, oh, yeah. Titans and other things. It's,
0: so. Yeah, Doom Patrol, it's very silly but hilariously funny and uh, far more adult than the other shows. It's really, really good. Uh, well, well worth watching. But uh, that's over on Star's Play for mm. the uh, maybe, third
2: season. Maybe once I finish like the two episodes of Stargill or something, yeah. I could uh, try and pick
0: that up yeah it's worthwhile Uh, speaking of the uh, CW shows Batwoman randomly (laughs) the E4 decided that they're going to run the third season on the 14th of November at 11.05 well that's what they're saying now Uh, do not be surprised if it magically disappears again because it's E4 but at the moment that's where it is in the schedule Uh, Batwoman season 3 14th of November at 11.05 Top Gear returns for its 31st season that's on BBC 1 on the 14th of November at 8pm and that's everything we have for this week if they want to find more of you where can they find you You
2: can go over to entertainmenttalk.org, uh, lots of TV video games films and Manchester United which has been a fun journey recently over there I uh, can find me talking about all those different things reviews of those things doing the walking dead world beyond doing the main night podcast uh, doing the gaming talk podcast recently I've been trying to get out to see Eternals I haven't quite managed to do that but I will so soon so look out for all those things you can also find us on if you look on your different podcast platforms uh, search for entertainment talk you can find us on there and uh, now and again i stream on twitch you can find me on there which is etalkuk on twitch as well so you can find me on those uh, different places
0: yeah so go and find matt over on entertainmenttalk.org uh, other people involved in the show you can find bex of course over on twitch.tv forward slash trista bites that's b-y-t-e-s we're streaming lots of uh, retro games and uh, retro chat as well she's been doing quite a bit of 90s stuff recently so uh, go and check her out over on there for other people uh, Daryl at hollywoodnorthnews.net for all those TV series you love which are shot in Canada go and check his stuff out over there for us you can go to the website at geektown.co.uk throughout the week and see all the latest air date information if you want to get in touch with your questions or comments email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk leave a message on the website post find us at geektown on twitter on facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown on youtube at youtube.com forward slash geektown or on instagram at at Geek Town UK. That is everything. We shall see you next week. And if you're at MCM Birmingham at the weekend, I will see you there. Bye-bye. Goodbye.